and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie, I'm the senior editor here, and today I'm delighted to be joined by prom prominent industry analyst and head of Qualitrix XM Institute, Bruce Temkin. Bruce, it's great to have you join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Charlie. Thanks for having me. It's really good to speak to you uh, about this, and we have a really exciting report um, to discuss your uh, 2022 Global Consumer uh, Trends Report. We've pulled four trends from that. But before we kind of start digging into those, I was wondering, kind of first off, if you could introduce a little bit kind of about the purpose of this report. Sure. Um, so XM Institute, we do thought leadership and content along lots of different topics, right? And so periodically, we want to get a snapshot of what's happening that's really important. And th this particular study is great because we look across 23 countries and really get a sense of the pulse of what consumers are thinking and feeling. And in this particular time, it's, it's fairly interesting, right? Because the last couple of years have been really, really interesting. And I'll put quotes around that. Uh, and so we, we wanted to understand sort of as we get past hopefully the worst of COVID and all those changes, where consumers' heads are at, uh, especially when it relates to the topics we care about, which is experience management. Yeah, excellent. I mean, experience management, as you say, is such a is kind of such a vast field. It's good to kind of have some somebody digging into that for us, so we know where to focus. And you've, as I said, you kind of split this report into four trends. We're going to discuss each of those uh, just a little bit. And our first trend is that customers have had enough and they're willing to walk away. Do you think this is more of a reflection on changing customer behavior, or is this kind of more to do with perhaps worsening uh, experiences? Well, I think at this moment it's probably both. Uh, if I look at a longer trend, one of the things that we've seen is that by and large, customer feedback scores, customer experience scores, haven't sort of gone up over time, right? But in, an, in any type of an absolute sense, experiences are getting better, right? The quality of them, people are focusing on them. So what you see is this interesting trend. One trend is that customers reset their expectations on higher levels of experiences very quickly. Right? They get very used to one touch, what one click ordering from Amazon, and that's their new expectation. Right? So we have that going on, right? They they reset their expectations higher and higher all the time. The I think the second thing is that, you know, we talk about this period in time. Right? You know, the last couple of years people were willing to give companies the benefit of the doubt. We were all in this sort of COVID world together, right? So we were sort of thankful for any type of experience we had. Uh, and because we knew that organizations were challenged to be able to do anything, right? I, and so I think that the second part of what we're seeing is just that consumers are, after two years of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, I think they're all tired and are start becoming more self-focused 
um, and are less likely to give organizations and other companies the benefit of the doubt. So we're sort of getting back into our normal no mode of really caring about the experiences that we have and making sure that our needs are getting met. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's very, that's a kind of very good, good concise way to put how the current uh, state of CX is almost. It kind of reminds, reminded me of somebody who was talking to me about CX at the moment being kind of a long train. You have Amazon, as you said, maybe at the front pulling it forward. You have loads of people in the middle trying to keep up and then you have some falling behind. I thought that was uh, quite, a, quite a nice way to put it. And also, uh, as you, as you um, said there, the consumer expectations changing um, since the pandemic and how we were all in this together. And now perhaps it's uh, perhaps we're resetting and uh, companies aren't perhaps ready for that reset. But I think one, the next point which really stood out to me uh, within the report, and I find this uh, particularly interesting, is the second trend of tossing out uh, pre-2022 uh, business plans. I just want to kind of get your opinion on why do you think this is happening? Um, because I, you know, I it's interesting. I think we'll keep this theme going about like a couple of like interacting trends. Um, so I, I think that there, the, a couple things to keep in mind is that um, the, what happened in COVID is people, no question of last couple, people changed their behaviors, right? Uh, all of us did, right? You, you don't have to look farther than your own self and your family, right? To, to see how we all changed our behavior, right? Now, some of those behaviors are going to last and some aren't, right? So we know that that happens. So if we, if we just sort of step back and okay, just by definition, we know that people aren't going to be the same people they were prior to COVID, right? Because we have both the changes that are permanent, we have changes that were accelerated, and then we have this sort of shift to getting back into normal in some modes. And the example of that I'll give is that, you know, uh, there's, there's been a lot of digital disruption, right? So you, you see things like, um, you know, online gyms and, and exercise stuff um, like Peloton became crazy, um, went wild, right? But now their growth is like being challenged somewhat, right? And, and so if we just look at that, it doesn't mean that people are going back to the gyms or giving up their Peloton. It's just that this world post-COVID is not exactly like it was pre-COVID there, and it's not exactly like it was during COVID there, right? So we have to think about just in that one case, what does the exercise world look like post-COVID? And we know it's something different, but like I said, it's not what we saw prior to COVID, and it's not what we saw during COVID, so I think that's a good metaphor, the exercise industry for just about every industry out there, right? We have to think about the current environment differently than we've had in the past, which means we have to throw out all the plans. We're better off 
like if we're if we're trying to say we're going to continue on some path that we were doing before or continue on some path we were doing for the last couple of years, that's probably not going to be radically different enough um, from what you were doing to address the moment now and going into the future. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Peloton and the whole kind of uh, exercise uh, industry is a really uh, good kind of example to uh, to give there and how, especially in how some industries have just completely transformed and how that must change the game plan entirely for some companies is quite kind of eye-watering for lack of a better word, word to think about. Uh, so yeah, I think that's another fascinating trend and there's this, I love the way this is put in the uh, Global Consumers Trends Report of this next trend, uh, which is customers will stop engaging unless you take action. Um, it would just be interesting to hear your thoughts and kind of what some of the actions are that uh, brands are taking. Yeah, so, well, you know, I it, it's great. I love talking about some of our reports without, like, digging into the data um, too much because I know, like, when you start talking, like, data points here and data points there, it gets boring for an audience, right? They don't want spouting data. But one data point I will throw out there is that 63% of consumers think that businesses need to do a better job of listening to their feedback, right? So six out of 10 consumers say they need to listen better. Um, so I think clearly one of the very important things, the actions that they need to take is to really understand what their consumers want and need them to do, what their customers want and need them to do, and also what their employees want and need them to do. Um, and so I think the actions they need to take are things like we need to reassess what do our consumers want to do online and in person. They need to reassess. One of the things I, I oftentimes talk about is that they need to um, relook at what their segmentation and value models are, right? So if we continue on this theme, one of the things that happens, and it doesn't happen very often, right, is that people start, and we saw this out of COVID, people started to, to have a different view of what they considered valuable, what, what they got out of it, right? Whether we, whether we stick with the, the exercise industry or we, or we go into entertainment or we talk about travel, right? What people see as valuable and important has shifted somewhat. So one of the actions that I think companies need to take is they need to relook at their segmentation model, get more feedback from customers, <coughs> figure out are there different segments now, what's driving value differently, and then they have to innovate on those, right, and really drive their experience design efforts to create new experiences that match those new segments and their new um, view on what value means to them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great example, especially kind of considering, you know, if we go back to our last point about how the pandemic has changed people, just think over the past two years of how much those segments will have changed and how that could impact the business strategy in so many ways. I think that's I think that's again really fascinating. Um, yeah, and just moving on now, I guess to our fourth and final trend. Uh, this one is also uh, put very well, and, and that is kind of treat people as people and not commodities. 
And just from kind of the way that that is put, um, it makes me think that the question that I want to ask you is with this increasing focus on data in the CX world, we're always kind of hearing about data and hyper-personalization and all the strategies that stem from having good access to data. Does your research perhaps show that maybe this human factor is becoming lost in CX? Yeah, so I think that, and I love that question, right? Because um, in, in the ideal world, like we'll put the ideal world out there. In the ideal world, companies are getting better insights and better data and translating that into humanizing what they do even more, right? Um, but I don't, I don't think that always happens. I do think that um, if we get a lot of data, there's a human tendency for leaders and companies to look at that data as the endpoint, right? So, you know, maybe, maybe our data shows that, um, you know, our target customer has, you know, two and a half kids and likes to go to, you know, uh, Peloton one and a half times uh, for every two times they go to a gym. Well, that's a great description, but it doesn't actually represent any single human being, right? So I, I do think it's critical for us to take our rich, deeper insights that we're getting, whether it's through experience data like feedback or or discussions in contact center or social media, wherever we're getting what we call experience data, which is an understanding specifically how people are thinking and feeling at scale. And then moving that with our operational data, like who are these people? What do they own? What are they done with this, right? We need to get all of that insight and then ask the question, <coughs> who is the person we're dealing with and what do they need and how do we help them? Um, so we, we oftentimes talk about the notion of design personas, which are how do we how do we understand groupings of people, right, based on the insights we have about their experience data and operational data? How do we better understand groups of people so we can describe them and focus our energies on their specific needs? So it's oftentimes a, a good transition between all of this data and insights we're getting and sort of designing things that meet the specific needs of a group of, of people who, who are human beings, right? Right. At the end of the day, they're not, they're not data points. Um, they're not segments. They're not, you know, opportunities for growth. They're human beings and whatever we can do to bridge between our rich insights and the needs of individual human beings is an important step we need to take. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of shows that perhaps my question should have been, how can we use the data to kind of maximize the human factor? Because there's definitely, as your answer said, there's lots of parallels that you can draw. And I guess a major part of the, of the art of CX, if you will, is kind of drawing those together. And I think lots of great insights there again. And just kind of one final question I wanted to ask you now, and that was kind of what we talked about this a little bit at the beginning as well, but what do you think the report tells us about the current state of CX overall? Um, we have a long way to go. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, I think you did a nice job of 
describing your, your metaphor of the train, right? With Amazon in the front, some frantically trying to keep up, others falling behind, right? I think that uh, what, what the report shows is that consumers don't feel, by and large, like their needs are being met. Uh, and so I think that, that that tells us that the people in the back of that train, right, in the middle of the train, need to go faster. Or what will happen is the, the back of the train will just cut, be cut off and those, those parts of the train, the, you know, the companies that are, aren't keeping up at all, will just disappear. Right. Because if you just if, if we just follow the logic that we see here, right, that consumer needs are changing, consumers are being more and more are, are focusing more and more on what they want from experiences and their expectations are growing. So in that environment, you either are continuing to keep up at least to some degree. I don't think everyone needs to be Amazon. No one, no, not everyone needs to be the front, front of that customer experience chain, train, right? Um, there's only room for a few people at the front, but you can succeed by just continuing to keep up at some level. Um, but I, you know, to your, to your train metaphor, the, the, I think the train gets cut off over time with those companies that just aren't, able to sustain a good solid focus on customer experience mm. yeah absolutely i think that's uh i think that's a really great place to end today's um conversation but bruce it's, it was great talking to you learned a lot from today's conversation so i i appreciate uh i appreciate yeah you taking the time to speak to me thank you charlie really enjoyed it excellent yeah and what i will say to everybody before uh, we end this chat is to check out uh, the 2022 Global Consumer Trends Report. Make sure you go to Qualtrics' website and check out their resources. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, bye for now.